John chapter 15. John chapter 15. My message tonight is very simple uh, and uh, direct to the point. And uh, tonight, I want to give us some things to uh, think about, uh, really for our everyday lives, uh, as well as for the year ahead of us as a church, uh, as well as as we prepare for the business meeting. And I might have put it in my notes wrong for the sound room, uh, but uh, we'll make the title tonight, Without Him. Without Him, John 15 and verse number 5, Without Him. Say it with me if you would, uh, as you find it, John 15 and verse 5, out of respect for the reading of God's Word. And uh, let's read this verse in unison together. John Chapter 15 and verse number 5. There Jesus says this. Read it in unison if you would. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Father, I pray that as we look at your word this evening, Lord, that you would have our hearts be open, Lord, to this very simple yet direct truth. Uh, from your word tonight, how, Father, truly, without Jesus, without him, we can do nothing. Help us, I pray, to hear and to heed all that you have for us this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Tonight, church, we're going to talk much about God's blessing. But I tell you what, we've already talked much about God's blessing. Amen? There's a new name written down in glory. We've already talked much about blessing. But we're going to talk much tonight about God's blessing. This year, this tonight, we're going to talk about answered prayer. Talk about soul saved. Talk about vision for the future. Talk about servant leaders for our church moving forward. The reality is that we as a church, we as a people, we have much to rejoice in. God is good. God's blessings are abundant. I think it's good for us to remember we don't deserve God's goodness to us. We don't deserve it. We have not earned it. It is simply God's grace for God's glory. And so tonight, as we talk about these things and even prepare to have our annual business meeting together after, tonight, church, I do think we need to pause and be reminded of the simple yet significant reality that we are faced with each day. And that is simply this. Without Him, we can do nothing. The Bible says in John 15 and verse number 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, Jesus said, ye can do nothing. I want you to consider tonight, number one, what our church really needs, and that's him. What our church really needs, and that is him. These days, churches are evaluated on the basis of a lot of things. Churches are evaluated based on their music. 
on their children's and youth ministries, on other church programs. Churches are evaluated on the charisma of church leadership or the, the exciting nature of services. Speaking of services, churches are evaluated on the length of their services, whether the pews and chairs are comfortable, whether there are pews or whether there are chairs, the attire, etc., etc., etc. Churches are evaluated on a lot of things. Now hear me, church. It's not that these things are completely unimportant. I, for one, think music is very important. I mean, I think God does. In fact, the biggest book in the Bible is songs. Amen? The book of Psalms, which is full of songs. Music's important, amen? I tend to think that the tenor of the services is important. The ministries are important. All of these things, I think, have a place. So it's not that these things are completely unimportant. But you know what, church? It is easy to lose sight of what really matters most. And the reality is what our church needs is Jesus. Is Jesus. Jesus here in John 15 is giving the analogy of the vine and the branches. And the analogy is simple, that he is the one essential thing that we cannot do without. He is the one unchanging reality that must remain central and foundational. By the way, what is good for our church is also good for your family, for your marriage, for your parenting, for your life. He is the one unchanging reality that must remain central and foundational. You know, we are blessed. But sometimes times change, things change, they come and they go. You know, I, the Lord has blessed us with many, many wonderful musicians. We have, we have a number of ladies and even gentlemen who can play the piano incredibly well. I mean, we have flutes and clarinets and violins and saxophones and, and accordions and guitars. And, and we have, I mean, I would, I would challenge the list of the instruments and songs. I tell you what, we make them all, praise the Lord, amen. But the reality is, if something happened and we had no more piano players and we had no more musicians, the reality is that, you know what? Church still goes on. Because more than we need musicians, we need him. You think about ministries. I love the fact that we have children's ministries and, 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 and youth ministry. I love the fact that Dan's back there teaching our young people tonight how to study the Bible. The, over the next couple of months, they're going through a number of different ways to study the Bible and to dig into God's Word and to draw out these truths and rightfully divide the Word of truth. I love that we have all these things. But you know what? If the day ever came where we didn't have a children's program or youth ministry or we didn't have a Valentine's banquet or this or that or that. Guess what? The church will still go on. Because, because more than we need programs, we need him. The reality is what our church needs is Jesus. And no matter what happens as the year rolls on, Jesus must remain. What our church needs is Him. To have more of Him. 
to have more of him working in us, to have more of him working through us, for us to be more surrendered to him each day. What does our church need? What's the answer? Our church needs him. That's point number one. Easy enough, right? Amen? So point number one, what our church needs, what's the answer? Him. Point number two, what does our church need him for? Everything. Everything. I'll read it again. John 15 and verse number 5. Jesus said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can only do some things. Is that what the Bible says? For without me, you can probably still do most things. For without me, it's going to be a lot harder, but you'll probably make it through. Now, what does the Bible say? Jesus said, for without me, say it with me, ye can do nothing. So it answers the question, point number one, what does our church need? Him. Point number two, what does our church need him for? Everything. Everything. Our church needs him for everything. You know, church, it's pretty clear that God has blessed this place. But the reality is we can have all the talent in the world. We can have all the people in the world. We can have all the ministries in the world. We can have all the money in the world. But without him, apart from him, we can do nothing. You know what we need him for? Everything. You know what your family needs him for? Everything. Do you know what you need him for? Everything. You know, you needed him for that last breath you just took. The Bible says, by him all things consist. Meaning the only reason that creation is upheld is because Jesus allowed it to be upheld for one more second. For one more minute. For one more. You know why? By God's grace, we're going to wake up tomorrow. Him. Because we will wake up and we will be able to say, this is the day that the Lord Lord hath made. What our church needs him for, what our families need him for, what I need him for, I need him for everything. It's the analogy, the illustration of the vine and the branches. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. In other words, he, as the vine is our only source of life. He, as the vine, is our only source of strength. He, as the vine, is our only source of production. He, as the vine, is our source of direction, our source of hope for tomorrow. In other words, He, as the vine, is everything to us. He is everything for us. He is everything. For without Him, We can do nothing. You know, church, without him, we cannot produce spiritual fruit. Galatians 5 and verse 17 tells us this. 
in regards to this, that the flesh, our flesh, it wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. In my flesh, I cannot please God. And I cannot bring forth spiritual fruit. But in Christ, verse 22, we see the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. Boy, without Him, we cannot produce spiritual fruit. We need Him for everything. You know, without Him, we really can't come to God in prayer. Hebrews 4, beginning in verse 14, reminds us that we have a great high priest, a mediator that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. So let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted or tested like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How is it that you and I can approach the holy place of God? It is only through the blood of Jesus. Without Him we can do nothing. You know, without Him we don't even know what to pray for as we ought. You know, that's why God gave us the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 26 reminds us that the Spirit helps our infirmities for we don't even know what we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Boy, I not only wouldn't be able to really pray, I wouldn't know what to pray for. Without Him, we can do nothing. We need Him for everything. You know, without the Lord, we wouldn't be able to understand Scripture like we should. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it reminds us that the natural man, that's man apart from God, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. We find in 1 John that we have a little more information here. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. Look, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie, even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. The Spirit of God opens the spiritual understanding of the regenerated man. Boy, we need Him for everything. We need Him to produce spiritual fruit. I can't love like I should without Him. I can't have joy like I should without Him. I don't have peace like I should without Him. I can't be meek. I'm going to tell you what. So many times my flesh wants to rise up and put somebody in their place. Woo, that was close. That was close. Boy, that would have been exciting. I got to get used to my new surroundings. <clears throat> so many times my flesh wants to rise up. You know what? If I'm left to my flesh, <clears throat> but the Spirit of God will produce meekness, gentleness, goodness. I can't pray like I should. I don't even know how to pray like I should without Him. I, I can't understand Scripture like I would, can't, should. Here's the thing, without him, I can't win souls for Christ. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3 reminds us this, verses 6 and 7. Paul gives the uh, testimony. He says, I planted the seeds of the gospel. Apollos watered the seeds of the gospel. But who gives the increase? God. Verse 7. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that gives the increase. You want to know why? Acts, Acts 1 and verse 8. The, the, the apostles were told what? To, to, to tarry in Jerusalem. And after the Holy Spirit had come upon them, then what would they do? Go and be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. The reality is I can't be a witness like I should. I can't win souls like I should. Without him, I can do nothing. You know, without him, I can't minister like I should. Who is it that gifts us for ministry? It's God. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 10 through 12, we see he that descended is the same also that ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. Who was it, church, that ascended up into heaven? It was Jesus. And he, who's he? Jesus gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We find in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 11 that it is the Spirit of God who divides gifts to men as He will. Without Him, we can do nothing. Without Him, we can't grow in His grace. You know, sometimes we think we get saved by grace and then we grow by our own effort. It is God's grace that works in us. Paul made this clear to the church of Galatians. Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. He asks this church in Galatians chapter 3. He said, this only what I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Obviously, it's by the hearing of faith. He said, are ye so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made mature? perfect, complete by the flesh. In other words, God saves me by His grace. God saves me by His Spirit. Then am I going to make myself mature in Christ by my own efforts? Oh, it is God's grace that works in us. Amen. And we respond in faith to His grace. Without Him, we can't grow in His grace. Without Him, we cannot faithfully endure trials and tribulations. I love Paul's testimony in 2 Corinthians 12 in verse number 9 where, where Paul, as he talks to the Lord about this, this messenger of Satan who was buffeting him and beating on him and he prayed three times that the messenger of Satan might be taken from him. God's response in 2 Corinthians 12 in verse number 9 was for Paul to realize that God's grace was sufficient for thee, that God's strength was made perfect in weakness. You see, without Him, we can't produce spiritual fruit. Do you want more love in your house? you want more real love in your marriage? you want more peace in your house? you want more joy in your life? His name is Jesus. Amen. We need Him for everything. Do you want a more robust and, and, and fulfilling and, 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 and dynamic prayer life? His name is Jesus. We need Him for everything. Do you want to understand the scriptures better? Boy, I do. His name is Jesus. We need him for everything. Do you want to see more people come to Christ? Oh, come on, church. Don't leave me now. Do we want to see more people come to Christ? Hey, I do. His name is 
and we need Him for everything. Do you want to overcome temptation and sin? His name is, and we need Him for Because without Him, we can do nothing. Here's the thing, church. You never grow beyond desperately needing Jesus for everything. Sometimes we think we we get big enough, we grow enough, we learn enough, we reach a certain point, we got enough money in the bank, we've seen enough blessings, we've accomplished enough that you know what? Uh, You know what? There's a few things I can handle on my own now. But the reality is, as soon as we start to think that we're in trouble, because we never grow beyond desperately needing Jesus for everything. That breath you just took, his name is Jesus. You will never grow beyond him. We need him for everything. In church, this is a kind of desperate dependence that cannot be faked and that must be intentionally maintained. The message tonight is simple. Point number one. What does our church need? Our church needs him. Point number two. What does our church need him for? Everything. It's not about my strength. It's not about yours. It's about him. Because without him, we can do nothing. So here's the thing. New year, new opportunities. Perhaps tonight for you it has nothing to do with the new year. Perhaps tonight it is just your need in this station of life. Maybe it's a family need. Maybe it's a financial need. Maybe it's a health need, a ministry need, a spiritual issue. Whatever it is, he is the vine. We are the branches. And our one job, go put John 15, 5 back up there. Our one job, he that abideth in me and I in him. Our one job is simply to abide in I'm going to tell you, if you come to Jesus tonight, you will find in him everything and exactly what you need. Church, tonight I do ask that as we prepare to go into our business meeting, I ask a couple of things of the church. Hey, without him we can do nothing. Do we need wisdom, church? Oh, amen, we do. James 1 and verse 5, though, tells us what? If any man lack wisdom, where should we go to get it? Him. Him. We need him for wisdom. We need him for unity. John chapter 17, Jesus prayed for the unity of his people. Jesus said, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. That's me and you. What did Jesus pray? That they all may be one 
as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Do we need unity, church? You know where it comes from? Him. We're going to talk about a lot of blessings tonight. Like, God has blessed this church in incredible ways. But the sad truth is, more churches get in fights over God's blessing than they do about burdens. Don't think just because we have experienced the blessing of God that we are immune from the tempter's tactics. Do we need unity, church? We need Him. You know what, church? I'm praying for growth. I want to see God continue to grow His church. Amen? Amen. We've seen two young ladies trust the Lord Jesus this year already. Isn't that a beautiful thing? You know what? If we want to see God continue to build His church, it's not me. It's not you. Acts 2.47 reminds us that it is the Lord that adds to His church. We need Him. I'm going to ask our musician to come. Our hymn of invitation tonight is going to be hymn number 504, Without Him. Without Him. And church, I'm going to ask whatever the need tonight, we remember that the answer is Jesus.